0: Oh, no. It's a vocal warm-up that I learned from Stanislavski. <clears throat> Wait, am I balding? Is it like, like is it my,
1: I don't
0: I don't know. I'm so scared I'm balding. No, you're not bald. I literally think if I bald, I'll have to move away from LA. Okay, well. I'll be nothing. So
1: you know how you had COVID? Yeah. Okay, so I've had it three times now. I know. And I'm just going to let you know this. Mm-hmm. You hair, your hair will shed in about a couple months. But it only does it for about two, three months. So it's not that bad. And then you'll start seeing it go back up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the first time I had it in February of 2020. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, shit, am I balding? Right around April. Then everything everything came back around July. Then August I got it again of 2020. Uh Then around like... Like September, November, October, I started shedding a lot. And then February came back and I was like, oh, thank God. So what helps is actually, I'm not a doctor or yeah. anything, but magnesium and vitamin D like really helped got to it. Help my hair again. And now that I got it December 12- 19th, Omicron baby. Wow. I know that probably around like February I'll begin to thin again. Just shed a little bit. Just shed a little bit.
0: Yeah, it is crazy how sensitive our hair is. Yeah, as men. Yeah, I I mean I was shedding a little bit, like more than usual in early April. Yeah, and I went, I scheduled a doctor's appointment, and he was like, "Have you had any stress lately?" And I was like, "Yeah, I kind of had a stressful month." And he was like, "That's probably what it is." And I was like, "Really?" Yeah, it's fucking nuts. Well, genetically, are you okay with the whole
1: situation? Like, is your genetically? Father-
0: I, yeah, my dad is. Late sixties and still has a pretty decent head of hair. Yeah, I think yeah. it's
1: then it's just stress. Yeah, stop stressing out. Stop I trying know. to make a living in the creative world.
0: I do think that is a good a good way to l- eliminate your stress of of saying to yourself, "Is this worth losing my hair over?"
1: <laughs> because even if you get super rich, if you're bald and ugly, it doesn't matter.
0: Well, I have look comp- at Jeff
1: Bezos; he's a billionaire. Yeah, and he's
0: just looks he looks like that. I have a complex too with my hair.
1: Why? You're beautiful. Well,
0: I just like you know, it took me so long to figure out how to do my hair yeah. and now I feel like I have. It's great. And I just I'm like, I don't want to lose it. I just figured this shit out. Wait, do you wait, how do what do you mean? I used to shave my entire head. You used to be buzz buzzed? Buzz cut. What? I know, isn't that crazy? Wait, when
1: did you start growing this thing out?
0: Honestly, when I met Sid. Man, your wife I was, is your wife is like cuz she was she's i was like she improved you so she really has it's so sad i'm such a sad loser dude it's like when we started dating i started growing my hair a little bit just out of laziness yeah and she was like that looks great you shouldn't cut it and i was like no i can't let it be curly and she was like you have curly hair like that's what you have to do girls love curly you know hair. like i didn't know that i i didn't even i didn't know what i was doing dude it's beautiful your wife knows
1: how to make sure she, that you look fucking fantastic yeah she's she really dude it's all about the curls you know how pe- people would die die for the curls people
0: die for the curls and i got them yes i got the curls i got the curls. i'm so glad you're, you're gonna be fine
1: you're gonna be fine right, cool anyway hello 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 hey crew we're back we've we're had back. covid we've been sick for a month but we're back we're back um So we're slowly getting back. Hello, my name is Jonathan
0: Garano. And I am Noah Finling. And welcome to... The Bottle Club.
1: So what's going on?
0: Man, I am uh, 12 days out. 12 days out of COVID? Yep. I'm negative. I'm feeling a lot better. Fuck
1: yes. Congratulations.
0: Um, Do you still have the brain fog or what's going on? No. No. I... I don't have any brain fog. I'm very lucky in that respect. But I did have brain fog when I had COVID.
1: Okay, how did that feel like?
0: It was terrible. Right? Because I'm I'm really bad at being sick. Not not that anyone could be good at it, but when I'm sick, I'm still like, I got to wake up and write jokes, and I got to shoot stuff, and I got to- You know, like I don't you're the, rest. You're the ambitious sick guy. I'm like the ambitious sick guy. I don't care if I am
1: sick. I'm going to go out. I'm going to
0: shovel the snow. And it's like, no, dude, don't fuck with this shit. Rest is productive. Because if you rest and you let your body heal, then you'll be out of this quicker and you'll be able to work sooner. That's yeah, true. You know, but if I am but I was like trying to fight it for a while and then I and then I was just like, you know what? When do you have the excuse to just sit on your ass and do nothing?
1: You know, that, okay, so my brother, he actually said that. So he got, well, first off, my sister got COVID. We all missed Christmas. I got COVID. I missed Christmas. And then my brother on the 28th, he got COVID. And the very first thing he said, he goes, and I thought he was going to complain, but he goes, Jonathan, I'm really lucky that I got this. And I was like, why? He's like, well, now I can spend time with myself. Yeah. And I've been going on and on and on and on and on. He he makes documentaries for yeah. a living for like the past year, and because I've been able to take a step back into time for myself, maybe this is a good thing.
0: Yeah, it's a good thing. It, then he it, starts
1: coughing and then
0: sneezing yeah. but like you know, I mean, also like I was like three days of the ten days, I was really sick. Like I was like in bed asleep, like really really sick. Um, and that's why I kind of don't get people being like, whatever, it's not that big of a deal. And it's like, well. Do you want to be sick at all? Who wants to be sick? Why do you want to be sick? Dude, I... What is this, America? Now, all of a sudden, we want to be sick now? Everybody loves being sick? They're like, I want to cough. It's like uh, when I was a kid and pe- other kids would start getting braces. I was like, I want to get braces too. I, I want got- to get
1: COVID too. I want to be part of the COVID clan. Yeah, and then
0: I got braces. I, I got was like, badge. these fucking suck.
1: You know, okay, when COVID first came out, people were really scared to say, hey, I got COVID. You yeah. Know? It's like an STD test. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, I'm so I remember sorry. remember that. It's like, uh, I got covid then everyone gets fucking upset at you who did you hang out with why did you hang out with me what's going on and now it's still kind of there's still a little bit of shame and guilt
0: i hate that shit but
1: it's more like hey by the way i got it you didn't get it this is how i felt it did you get symptoms ha 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 ha." but we
0: were talking about this earlier you were like i'm such a bad person because i got covid and it's like for what what were you doing hanging out with a person going to a bar since when are those things bad like when are those things immoral i want to
1: live God damn it. You know what i
0: mean it's like we're, we're, the COVID has put such a microscope under the things we do and it's like you're just going to a concert that's not a bad you're not a bad person and listen, you went to a concert exactly
1: i don't want to stay home all the time yeah i'm single you're married so you could you could do whatever you want but like
0: i, I don't i even as a married person i want to fucking stay home do you know how excited i am to be here right now to go to san diego or go to arizona or whatever i'm so tired of being home i love my wife but i gotta get out
1: bitch go away
0: um <laughs> she gave me covid oh my god that bitch she did she
1: did give me COVID. oh my
0: god dude because we wouldn't i refused to quarantine away from her until i knew that we both that she had covid but by that point of course it was too late <laughs> i already got sick hey
1: what, what, are, what are the vows that you say In sickness and health. In sickness and health, yeah. So that's good. As long as you guys were, when you, wait, wait, I have a question. When she was beginning to heal, did
0: you guys like separate from each other the entire time? So when she got her test, yeah. That was like two days into symptoms, but I wasn't quarantined away from her because I was like, we've had so many COVID scares over the year. Yeah. And, you know, we're on break. It was like Christmas break. We both weren't working. And I was like, I don't want to ruin like our, you know, time off together if you don't actually have COVID.
1: Uh, so so you, two days
0: in, she gets a result. She's positive. I'm negative. And of course, the I'm so stupid. I was like, okay, fine. We'll quarantine now. <laughs> so we start quarantining away from each other for like two days. Bless my wife's heart. She like put up with it, even though she knew in the back of her head, like you already fucking got it, you know? Man,
1: you don't want to ever spend time away from her, even
0: if she's – <clears throat> Slowly dying I mean I do I just didn't want to Cause it was just like We're on break This is so nice Like We get to like hang out We've been so busy Wait
1: so if you're alone During the holidays What was the What did you guys do for Christmas So Tell us I wanna know that Like I saw the photos What the fuck What did you do
0: Well for Christmas We were, weren't quarantined yet Cause we hadn't gotten Our results back Right But we You know We just hung out And ate Chinese food And watched TV Watch oh, movies right, Yeah. Jewish Chinese food Yeah we don't thing. That's what we do On Christmas here. Wait so uh. so then she got her results. Then we quarantined away from each other. Then like a day and a half later, after the results, I start getting sick. So I'm like, okay, you can come out of your fucking room now. We're both sick, you know. You guys are sick together, and then we were sick together. See, when
1: I was sick, so guys, the reason crew, the reason why we took fucking forever is because we can't same. We came together and we did like a Zoom show, you and me, mm-hmm. but we were so we were fucking sick. sick. Yeah. That we couldn't really do anything. We were I just like, it's crazy. COVID so bad. It was so like bad. seven minutes of complete silence yeah. at one point. I could not. I just wanted. To, I, I wanted to hang we, myself.
0: We wanted to spare the crew. Yeah. That episode. But
1: we're back. We're, we're back. back. Wait. So you're writing for uh, the late night show?
0: I'm not writing for the late night show. Okay. I, what? I submitted a packet, a writer's packet for the Tonight Show, dude, which dude. is how they. Congratulations! Thank you. I mean, it's not a big deal, but it is
1: a big deal. What are you talking about? How many people get to submit packets to this, to the Late Show?
0: I would say probably five hundred. Dude, that's a that's so one in five hundred. Yeah, that's
1: well, one in five hundred people get it. Dude, that could be no, weird.
0: no, no. I would say three in five hundred people get it. Dude, you, even to have the opportunity. No, it's to cool. Do this. Yeah, it's cool. It's very cool. A, oh. I'm struggling with a little bit because you know. I don't think I'm the best type of late night writer. What's a late night writer? What did they do? I think late night writers, I think I'm a good sketch writer. So the sketches I'm submitting, I think are good. But the late night writers, like a big part of it is like being able to write, like set up punchline, very traditional jokes right. for the monologue. Cause you know, Jimmy comes out and he does a monologue. That's, like every, Fallon, yeah. that's how every show opens. So I don't think I'm. I don't think I'm the best at that. Um, I'm. I'm not bad, but I don't think that's my strength. So I just get in my head about it because I, I just am not. I'm just not that good at it. And it's also something that I. I don't. I don't want to be great at it. I want to be better at telling stories. Okay. Like that's because that's my passion. But what happens if you get this? What happens? I'll have to move to New York. Then I gotta move to New York. Yeah, or we'll do, or we'll figure out the. No, we're
1: not doing a fucking Zoom show ever. No, no, it's gotta be in real life. We gotta sit down. Yeah. Dude, but good luck.
0: Thanks, man. Yeah, it's exciting. I mean, I'm gonna submit at the end of the week. I gotta, gonna take a couple more days on it. It's basically done, but it's good. I I think it is a good packet. I think it'll be good. Yeah, and then, dude, when you don't,
1: what? What's the negativity here? What's going on? I just
0: am like, I'm not gonna get it. And it's not one of these things, I hate these fucking things where people are like, yeah, not with that attitude. No, it's no, just-
1: It's the opposite. Usually in those moments, okay, it's like when you're talking to a girl, right? You're yeah. Like- you don't think about her anymore when you start flirting with other girls. Then all she comes set, back. Then she comes back and yeah. she's like,
0: what's up? And you're like, fuck. Yeah, now that I'm actually enjoying my life, some other job is going to come exactly. and take you're me Exactly. You're enjoying away your bed.
1: life. You love LA. Yeah. You love
0: your wife. You got yourself yeah. situated. I love and my that, podcast. You have your hair yeah. all intact. My hair suddenly, is finally fucking working. Oh, I don't have COVID anymore. And then
1: suddenly this fucking stupid opportunity yeah. of writing in the late night show I, shows up. I and mean, you're it'd like, be really fuck. cool.
0: It would be really cool, be life changing. Um, it would be really cool. It'd be good money. Be it'd be a blessing. Um, I mean, I hope I do get it. I'm just like, I just don't think I'm gonna
1: positive mental attitude. But I mean, you're like one of the coolest things. Though is like news stuff. So you're like, what's happening in the news? Like now, I can like. Pick your brain. I know shit. I've been
0: I've been reading the news a lot this week to write monologue jokes. So. And
1: what's like what's what's the big thing?
0: I think my uh, I think my favorite one of my favorite stories I read is uh, that world leaders have just been. It's been reported that world leaders are just asking Joe Biden if America is going to be all right, <laughs> just like straight up asking him. Wait, what? Like beyond meanings and stuff, people are like, "So is America going to be okay?" Which of course he's definitely lying. He's Like like, yes. there's no way he's not lying when he said like, you know, he's not telling that he's not. I mean, but Biden is very, um, I feel like he's very uh, uh, optimistic. Very even keel. I very even say. keeled. Very, so he, yeah. Even keel and boring. He would never, like if I were the president, this yeah. is why I could never be president. Yeah. Because I would have no bedside manner. What would you do? I, they'd be like, is America going to be all right? Hell no. We are <laughs> fucked, man. We are so fucking fucked. This whole, honestly, and you're fucked too. Whatever country I'm talking to. France. France, you guys are fucked. Everyone's fucked. You know, we would. I would create a riot in, in seconds of being in that office. Good thing you're not the president. No, it's United a great States. thing. I could never be a politician.
1: Wait, so they're just sitting in the meeting. Oh, hey, how's it going? I'm from Turkey. Yeah. Syria. I'm thinking,
0: yeah. Iraq. Is America going to be North all right? North Korea. Because, you know, we do really have a, I mean, not to get political, but, you know, these next three years are kind of interesting, you know, the the laws made against allowing people to vote in different states is like really troublesome like they're not wrong for worrying about that and then the, i read this other thing that a, a conservative columnist um and uh, or a sorry a scholar in in canada was saying that he expects by two, 2030 listen to this by 2030 i'm so excited america will be run by a conservative dictatorship that's what he predicted Oh, I could see that. Which is also like with the gerrymandering and the yeah. Oh, oh my. And God. And all the voting, you know, uh, you know, trying to keep people of color out from voting and and it sounds
1: like Survivor voting
0: blocks. You seriously, know? it's crazy. Um, my thing is, I feel like we already just went through that, so I don't think you're predicting much. It just happened. Okay, so get this. But it S- could get worse.
1: Speaking about conservative stuff, there's this new uh, social media app mm-hmm. site. It's called Getter. G-E-T-T-R. Get her. Okay. Get her done. Get her done. Yeah. here is. I don't even know why they call it get her. Probably because of that. Get her done. Oh, I was thinking more like, you know. you Get know, her. F- yeah, get her. Like
0: lock her up. Lock her up. Yeah.
1: You know, <laughs> we don't care about women's rights. Yeah. Get her. Um, it's all about, it's basically saying, hey, this is a place for freedom of speech. Yeah. And also anti-cancel culture, whatever the fuck that means. Yeah. So that's like Joe Rogan just um, joined.
0: It. Steve Bannon just joined. Maybe I need to get on it. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, this whole fucking anti-PC culture. It's such bullshit. Like I, I was thinking about this today.
1: Yeah, what?
0: That people who have a problem with like using the correct pronouns, like they always, talk, they always blame it on the grammar. They're always like, it doesn't sound right. You're telling me I'm supposed to say they is doing well? And it's like, Susan... You work in a lumberyard. Like, Susan. when did grammar become a passion of yours? You know, you—I've heard you refer to your two kids as "used tos. <laughs> what are you talking about? Why are you? I just—it's just so stupid. I just don't.
1: I just don't. They, I, this is one thing about. I mean, not to get political. Yeah.
0: I love how we preface everything. We're like, not to get political, but we're about to be political.
1: But I feel as if a lot of conservative individuals that complain about the situation regarding like, oh, fuck PC culture and uh, fuck all these pronouns. They're always saying these Democrats, these leftists are so sensitive and are the biggest snowflakes. Yet for someone to complain about just a fucking pronoun. They're the one having a temper tantrum. I don't know who's really the snowflake here. Who's really the most sensitive one here? I know. Out of all the things to complain about, but you know what Democrats are complaining about? Usually, the leftists. We're complaining about like injustice, yeah. and you're
0: complaining about a fucking pronoun. Yeah, or like a way someone's talking. You're not <laughs> listening to the complaint. You're you're picking apart what they're saying. Exactly. Um, yeah, it's 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 frustrating. It's. Um, it, it, it's why nothing can get done,
1: but you know, not to get political. Not to get political. No, no, to get
0: we don't political. want to get political. But yeah, I thought that was a funny story. I also I heard I read this story about um the there's this uh sheriff's department in Louisiana. They were yeah. doing like No Shave November as like a fundraiser.
1: Wait, so they just they just grow out their beard? They grow out
0: their beard for in the month of November. It's a it's a thing. Yeah. Oh yeah yeah. yeah. I, I tried that. Yeah, I tried it too. I'm but, still
1: doing it, dude. This is uh, four days. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I'm Asian. It's like completely. I know. It's like butter and smooth. That's why. See, that's why. Certainly, I'm there are no Asian officers in this department because they would be like not. No, able to they would. They would not be able to contribute. I
1: think one of the scariest things, though, as like a person that can't grow a mustache, yeah. is if I grow body hair. And the reason why is because imagine you do grow body hair in some places. You know those places. Yeah. Um, but like, I want to make sure that everything is congruent mm-hmm. and consistent. Because if I go starting from, like, the nose down, like, Oh my God, no hair, no hair, no hair. And then, oh, there's hair, I think that just looks a little strange. But then I don't want to be completely all gone. Yeah. Like, oh, no hair, no hair, no hair, no hair, baby. No hair, no hair, no hair.
0: So, you want to be like, no hair, no hair, no hair, no hair, a little bit of hair, a little bit of hair, a lot of hair, a lot of hair, a little bit of hair, a little bit of hair, a little bit of hair, no hair, no hair.
1: Exactly. It's like, it's
0: a crescendo of hair. It's a crescendo of hair. But from top to bottom. Yeah. I would say- You know? I would say I'm getting pretty hairy. I'm starting to get pretty hairy. I still can barely. I can't really grow a beard, like a little bit. Do you have chest hair, though? I'm starting to get some chest hair. But I hear that women love that. I mean, I don't have a lot. I don't think I have enough for a woman it's, to it's, love. It's but. not like a sweater. It's not a sweater, but, but it's coming in.
1: But I hear that like, you can, like, hug them for a little bit. And, like, there's a little surface area, you know my, what I mean? I, my like, friends, with my
0: head. That's what I would do with someone's. <laughs> it's a good little cuddle cuddle.
1: You know, like, it's like a blanket, you yeah. know?
0: My friend's dad, yeah, so, so I've had some friends' dads with some just hair. you're like, man, that's crazy. You have like another shirt under your shirt. <laughs> it's like so crazy to be that hairy to me, okay. Well, well, there is the bear community. Yeah, I'm like I don't have a problem with it. I'm not gonna say all. These I people have a need problem that. with it. I, I mean, it's their First Amendment right to grow like, out their I'm hair. I'm totally but.
1: fine with a little bit of chest hair. Like you can give me a little
0: rubbity rub, but yeah. uh, if you have suddenly have like back hair, it's like Jesus Christ. I, have I don't have one want to friend's touch you. dad in particular I'm thinking of, who I'll just never forget how fucking hairy his body was. What
1: was it? Who was it? No, don't tell me who no, it was. No, but it what does it look like?
0: It was like he would take his shirt off and like it, his entire it was just hairy it was like a fox yeah like a little little cup like a little baby (laughs) cup it was like so hairy i just remember i remember going to the pool with him and him getting out and just be like so much hair some people some european men look really good with that but i wouldn't
1: want that it's the back hair though well because of the weight well if you have too much like i feel like i'm just being weighed down no you know That's not a thing. That is a thing. You know how like okay, for example, if you have a lot of hair, like sometimes you get headaches because you're like, Whoa, there's just a lot of weight on my head. Imagine so much hair that you're like just weighing down. Like, oh why do you have like a hunchback oh because of the hair? But the back hair is scary for me.
0: Ooh, yeah, I don't have that. So
1: you know how I like massage people? Mm -hmm. One time my friend he's like, Hey, can you massage me? And I was like, I'm so down He takes off his shirt. I'm like, I don't know what to do now. Well
0: he took off his shirt for you to give him a massage?
1: Well a lot of guys take off their shirts for me when I give them massages. I'm just letting you know. Dude, I massaged my friend uh, the other day. Do you charge? No, because yeah. I do it out of love. Yeah.
0: And I was massaging. You like connection. Oh, I love connection. Yeah.
1: And if I'm going to... So my best friend's a girl. Yeah. And so I massage her because she loves to get massaged. Yeah. Who but, doesn't? Right. But I, I don't want to be that guy friend that just massages the friend that's a girl. So I'm like, yo, to the guy. And besides, I like... i got him. you in 10. I got you. And I like his body anyway because it's like big and it's fun to like touch the back
0: it's fun to touch the back. And so
1: he took off a shirt, so no hair, thank God. And then yeah. I'm doing this new thing where I'm massaging people's feet. Oh. And women's feet are, like, so much better because they're small, they're petite. Usually they're, they're well clean, maintained. Yeah. they're well maintained. And then I got, Jonathan, don't be that guy. You also have to do her boyfriend. Oh,
0: man. Yeah, you're straight up simping, dude.
1: <laughs> well, because I don't want to be that guy, like yeah. that friend that... I have to do both parties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only time I would just do the girl solely is if I'm trying to get with her. <laughs> yeah, because a foot massage is very sexual. I realize
0: I'm very sexual. Because
1: after I was done with it, she was like, well that's." I don't very think sexual. I would
0: let you give me a foot massage. No, because, I would be
1: so because it's so intimate. Oh, it's so intimate because okay, you start with the feet, and then you like you you like the inclination or the the subconscious move is go to feet, go to inner thigh.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. My wife and I, I, I she's know, always asking me for massages. And I, and I usually give them to her, but I will be honest. Sometimes I'm just like, it's, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of, it's fuck, fucking, it's, lot, it's like manual much. labor. I can't. It's fucking hard work, man. It My is. hands hurt.
1: Well, I mean, are you doing this? Like your fingertips or you, the, the key is use your palm. I've done, I do a little bit of everything. Oh, yeah, I, just, I sometimes I do this. Sometimes you okay, can, I'm not going to touch you, but do not touch I'm me. I'm not, I'm not. Bitch, don't touch so me. So imagine this is you, the yeah. mic. I just sometimes I just lay my hand on top of their neck. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Let that heat up. Oh, baby boy. Let that heat
0: up. Oh, baby. You know what's really good, too? Yeah. Okay.
1: So, right above the tailbone area. Yeah. If you just take your hand and slide it there and hold it there and heat it up for some reason, I don't know what it does, but God, women love that.
0: Mm. You know, um, and also some guys. Men need to work on their feet. Oh. Like what you said. I I do agree. I think we need to step up our feet game. Because you see some old dudes with broke ass feet. Some fungus and shit. It's disgusting. Well, uh, you see, you have to understand this. What? We're men. Yeah.
1: You know? We go outside with our bare feet. But that's
0: fucking no excuse. Like, I will not cut my toenails for way too long. It's disgusting, Jonathan. I've scratched my wife's feet in bed. Like, I've given her cuts on her legs. See? Because I'm too fucking lazy. You cut it. She's bleeding? One time, I literally cut her leg open. You got to take care of those toes, I know. That's what I'm saying. We need to... Uh, Men need to work on their feet. They need to put some effort into it. I don't know. I'm different. I cut my nails, but it's so... Low.
1: I don't know how to cut. When I was five years old, I would take a scissors and they, you know, say cut around the lines. It was jiggy jaggedy. That's gross. So imagine that, but on my toes.
0: Oh, man. So I
1: have ingrown toenails
0: growing in every single way. When
1: I was, I think, like 16, they had a freeze part of my big toe. To do an operation to cut off like the slide of it. Honestly,
0: I used to get ingrown toenails as a kid all the time. I'd have to go to the podiatrist, and they would like put Novocaine in my toe and just cut it out.
1: God, I love I love this. Yeah, it is
0: pretty interesting.
1: You know, fucking PR. These are the topics that fucking matter, yes, dude. Our dude. fucking toenails, dude. No, I
0: think men, we need to work on our feet. Yeah, care about your feet, because because if you don't, when you get older, like my dad's feet. No offense, dad. Like I love you, but like they're gross. Cause he didn't take care of his yellow? feet. they yellow. I'm guessing they're yellow. They're a little really yellow. Hard. They got a little fungus. It's just not. It's not great. Yeah, I really. And I, I mean would. that goes for everything. I I, I really believe right now, men, we need to take care of ourselves. Can I tell get you? Get a secret? skin routine. Oh, do you have a skin routine? Yeah, absolutely, I do. Okay. Can I tell you a secret? Yeah. I usually, do you have a people.
1: skin routine. I don't really tell people this. Yeah. But I I get a facial every three months. It's smart. And I got a facial yesterday. And, it, and what do you think? I think you. I've always
0: thought you have great skin.
1: It's a little bit of genetics slash taking. It's both, yeah. So here's okay. But if you
0: there's certain products that if you implement in your life, like moisturizer.
1: Oh, that's all I use is moisturizer, sunscreen. That's it. And and retinol. Okay. Oh, what? Get a retinol. I don't do that.
0: Go to the dermatologist and and get a mild retinol. I'm telling you. I feel like it hurts your skin. No, it doesn't. Doesn't it brighten up? I'm a dark individual. I want to stay dark. It's not gonna brighten up your skin. It's gonna make you look the way you look forever. Though I think you're gonna look the way you look forever. Though
1: I'm not lie. okay, here's so the, young. Here's the secret. Ready? Yeah. There's three things that yeah. I use, and this is what you should use. Yeah. Okay. People buy those expensive face washes. Congratulations, Kiehl's, and Proactive and Dermalogica. Congratulations. But I find that a lot of people that use them usually their their skin gets all fucked up, mm-hmm. even though it looks kind of clean. Mm-hmm. This is what I use. Ready? Yeah. Baby Shampoo Johnson. Johnson's Baby Shampoo. You wash your face with it? That's my face wash. Wow. And then, because it's free of parabens, and it's like only $12, and it lasts for like four or five months, and then moisturizer cream and a sunblock. That's
0: it. That's smart. That's That's good. good. I mean, we need to do this. We need More men need to get... I mean, most men, when they go to sleep, they just fucking brush their teeth and they get into bed. You need a whole routine. You need a routine. Also, it's fucking relaxing. I feel every night I go to bed, I feel like I'm going to a spa. <laughs>
1: you have like a face mask.
0: I walk into the bathroom. I put. I wash my face. I moisturize, eye cream, little retinol. Eye cream. I should do that. You, look, eye cream.
1: you look so fucking fantastic. Do you nice. do your neck too?
0: Yeah, moisturize around my neck. Nice. Yeah, you, you don't want your neck to look old. I mean, like this is the thing though. Most men don't care because they're not examined. You know, like even women oh, who aren't actors, they're examined by men that's
1: so like in a a way that's touching in a way yeah but
0: most men you know we don't you know women are so kind they don't they don't care as much what we look like like they want us to be good looking but they're not looking at the small details men are pieces of shit (laughs) we're like we're like you got a fucking you got a, a pimple on your fucking nose you you know, like I, when I was in high school, I had fucking acne all over my face. Nobody don't... said anything. I would. <laughs> women still were entertained by me. But but I but I, one girl gets one fucking you know cold sore on her lip. We're like, oh god, she's disgusting. Man, men are pieces, pieces of shit. We're pieces of shit. We're pieces of shit. We're trash. We're fucking trash, man. But 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 I'm on camera. You know, I'm an actor. You're in camera, so it's like I I need to look good. I need to be camera ready at all times. Well,
1: like I said. You could be either twenty-one, twenty-two,
0: yeah, or forty. You think so? Yeah, dude. You think
1: I could be forty? You could, if you really tried. If you really tried. But for sure, you have a baby face, Okay. for sure, I can. I look at you and I'm like, oh, this guy's twenty-one, twenty-two. Okay, especially your energy. But then, if you want to push it, if you want to push it for the, those older roles, yeah, you can go forty. All you right. could
0: be like a young forty-year-old. You know, All right, Cool. You know.
1: I see I'll it. take it. I see. You just got to like do your furrow brow more often, so therefore you get more wrinkles on your forehead.
0: Yeah. I'm trying to protect the wrinkles on my forehead. You're fine. I'm trying never to move my face.
1: I did get a... Okay, so I got to tell you the truth, too. Fuck. Yuck. In December, I got a plastic surgeon consultation.
0: Okay. Yeah. That's not wrong, Nothing wrong with that.
1: I just wanted to see what I should get. We need to normalize this
0: shit. So we I really do. This is down, so good that you're talking about this. They took
1: photos, and then... I said, what do I need? And the woman looked at me and she and I go, do I need Botox? And she's like, what? Yeah, she's like, <laughs> you don't need Botox. Maybe there's like an ego boost. But then I'm like, I really want stuff underneath my eyes taken care of. Because genetically, I have this weird, uh, like sometimes my eyes get a little puffy. Uh huh. And she said, yeah, we could do that. And I'm like, how much does it cost? And guess how much it cost? Okay, so they could do twelve hundred dollars. Two. Okay, well here's the thing. Mm-hmm. So there's three different types of eye things. Mm-hmm. Okay, first off, they they have one where they insert little, um, like insert little like plastic things that go in your eyes mm-hmm. to take care of it. It's like fi- oh fillers. Mm-hmm. Then they have another one where they go in and they do like a little cut incision. Mm-hmm. And then the third option is what I need to get because my cheekbones come out a little bit further, and what This is the procedure. They would go in. They would cut underneath. So then the the puffiness goes away. Then it becomes super like indented. Then they take fat from my abdomen. They put it in and that way it starts like flattening it out. Wow. But I was watching some Korean show and the double eyelids like when I have are like a big thing right now. So I'm okay, I think. Yeah. But so to do that operation, guess how much it would cost me? Three grand. Oh, dude, that is no twelve. Ready for this? So I got the consultation bill. You got a build for the
0: consultation. Oh, sorry, bill. they would say this:
1: is how much it costs? Twenty-two thousand oh, five hundred
0: dollars. It's just not worth it.
1: That's what the plastic surgeon said too. She's like, "Hey, am I just letting you know? Like right now,
0: it's just not worth it.
1: It's not worth it for you." Yeah. And then I joked around. I was like, "Well, I, I could be like a white woman one day." <laughs> <So>
0: <laughs> she laughed for a little bit, but. No, it's crazy. This stuff is expensive. That's but that's why you gotta take care of it now. Right. Cause you can you you know, the stuff that you do, that does help. It it, it pro it puts off those types of surgeries.
1: Please wouldn't it be nice to be like fifty five years old and being able to be attractive enough where you could date someone that's like 37 and they would think oh my god you guys are the same age
0: yeah that would be great you know <laughs> i know you would like that i would love that yeah i mean definitely i'll
1: probably be married by then and hopefully my beautiful individual partner whoever it could be yeah man, woman child uh yeah. man or woman sorry
0: not, not the third <laughs> oh my god definitely not the third man woman man or woman yeah you know hopefully or, they, or nine binary yeah yeah man I'm a, I'm a big proponent i love this crew if you have any questions, put it in the Discord. We will help you. We oh, will advise I, product. By the way, I
1: fucked up. I was sharing out the Discord. Dude, I, I need to get back on this podcast. I mean, we're, the good thing this is like we're starting today and yeah. we're going to start like grinding it out again. we up. I fucked up with the Discord. I realized that our link didn't even work. Oh, really? Yeah. So I don't even know how we got like 20 people, but...
0: Because, because if you build it, they will come. Uh, I love that. Anyways. So wait,
1: so you're, you're headed to Arizona.
0: I'm going to Arizona tomorrow. I'm opening for John Ronitsky at the Tempe Improv. You can go to my Instagram if you are in Arizona and you want to buy tickets. Are you flying there? I'm flying there.
1: Oh, shit. Congratulations. Yeah, I'm
0: flying there. Um, I'm very excited. I went to school in Arizona. I went to Arizona State University. Um, And I actually, the guy I'm opening for, this is pretty cool. Yeah. I met him when I was a sophomore in college.
1: Comes full circle. Comes full
0: circle. Holy shit! He w- when I met him, I met him at a club, not the club we're performing at, a different club called mm-hmm. Stand Up Scottsdale. He was opening for a headliner in the main room, and I and he I met him at the bar, and we just you know he was like you know asking me about myself, and I was telling him I don't know if I want to move to L A. or move to New York, and he was giving me advice, and we stayed friendly for all these years, and then I moved out here, and we became better friends, and then over the last like two or three years, we became pretty good friends. Yeah. And now I'm going to open for him. He's the headliner now. And I'm
1: the opener. See, what's really cool is what I've learned in this industry or any industry that you're in. You never know like three, four, five years. The person that you met could be like, hey, I I
0: need you for a job. You never know. That's what happens. Another example of that is the first room I wrote on my first time staffing this past summer. Yeah. The guy, I was an assistant on a sitcom. He was a writer on it Mm -hmm. four years ago. I hadn't heard from him four years ago. He emails me, "Hey, Noah, what are you up to? I have a a room that I need a staff writer on." Um, I always thought you were funny when you were an assistant. I thought, I thought, I thought I'd reach out. Right. You just never know. That's why you you should be you should work hard and be kind to everyone around you
1: because you never <coughs> fucking know. Your name gets passed around. Yeah. I mean, granted, I'm no longer trying to be like in as a creative director in the marketing world. But oftentimes, the clients that I've been introduced like five, six years in the past, <laughs> they'll email me and be like, hey, we are actually we have actually the budget for you now. Yeah. And it just makes me think that as long, like you said, as long as you're consistently working and meeting new people and trying to give value to one individual, the world is actually so small in any industry that you're in that you will be connected to the right person maybe five, seven, eight, ten years. From
0: Absolutely. Right. And people want to... People want their life to be easier. And what I mean by that is if someone's looking for a creative director, they don't want to work too hard to look for it.
1: Right, they go, oh, Jonathan
0: Garano. Jonathan Garano, great, let's done. We're done, okay, I can go home. Oh, he's good, he's He's good, good? he's good. Great,
1: I'm done. I know a few people in my industry that I have talked shit about because I don't like them and they're not getting work.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But I think it's like, woo! Yeah. It goes both ways. I think it's like, this
1: guy has a bad reputation anyway. How dare you? How? Sorry. No. Fuck, I'm so sorry.
0: That's probably a job coming. Yeah. Um, no, I think it's it's very important that to, to keep that in mind. That, that um, you know, people... Uh, it, it, I think for some reason when I moved out here, I thought at first there was this narrative of like, people want you to fail. When you go on an audition, those those people you're auditioning for, they don't want you to do well. No. They want you to do so well. They want to be done. They want to find the person. They're so sick and tired of watching people. They want to see someone good.
1: I think the the gatekeepers are the ones that are actually wanting you to be good. Yeah, and it's your, your comp- peers
0: your, that can your, your want com- you to fail.
1: Your competitors can usually say "fuck you." I mean, yeah. I think that sometimes about a few people. I'm like, yeah. "God, I fucking hate this guy," but then I'm like, "Jonathan, no, don't it's compare, don't it's compare, don't
0: normal. Compare. It's healthy." You know, I think yeah, you you have to. I think once you play that game, the comparison game, it's a slippery slope to depression.
1: Wait, so with Arizona. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. You know what's really cool about Arizona right now? What's though? Okay, so I used to work for this company called Stizzy. Have you uh-huh. heard of Stizzy? I think so. What is that? They are a big, like, marijuana company. Yes, yes. Company. But here's the thing. I got fired last year while I was working with them as a, as a consultant slash, like, brand, whatever. It's because, okay, so they hire me. Yeah. Then they bring me in after I worked there for, like, three months. And they sat me down. And they go, Jonathan, and I go, what? They go, we have to let you go. And yeah. I'm like, okay, cool. This makes sense. And I'm like, why? And they go, because you're not marijuana enough.
0: And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. You're not marijuana enough. And it's true. You know, you're not dank enough for us.
1: It's not. It wasn't my scene. Like, I don't sm- I don't smoke marijuana that often. I mean, I do, but not that often. Yeah. I'm not a pothead like sitting in a bus with all these influencers smoking weed i'm just like i that's so but arizona they're legalizing it right now and i know now it's legal but when i went
0: to college there yeah it was a felony what yeah it was a felony marijuana possession was a felony Um, this is uh 2014 but yeah it's legal now i actually got arrested for marijuana possession do you want to hear the story
1: yes i want to hear the
0: story what this is how i got arrested for marijuana possession so, you know, throughout my college time, I would smoke pot. Yeah. Sure. Who doesn't? I'm at Arizona State. So we would smoke pot and my senior year came along and my buddies and I, we, we got a, a great apartment right off campus, right by the bars. This was our year. <laughs> this, year. this was our year. <coughs> First weekend back, we have a party at our apartment. Like a kickback, a pregame. We're gonna we're gonna get messed up and we're gonna go to the bars because we're all of drinking age. So we're at we're at our at our apartment. We're hanging out, and I go to a couple of my uh, stoner friends. I'm like, fellas, do you want to go back to my bedroom? <laughs> let's pack a bowl before we head out. What do you think?
1: Oh my god, rebel dude! And
0: everyone's like, yeah, let's do that. That's cool. So we go back to my, we go back to my bedroom and uh, I pack a bowl and I basically finish off the bag of pot we had. Like what was left over was like truly like this much pot, like barely a nug. It was like, what is this? Like a little it was bowl. like, like, like 0.1 grams of pot that was left.
1: It was like a couple centimeters yeah boy. It was like nothing left. Okay. Dope. So we're
0: smoking and we're passing around and we're having a good time. And then all of a sudden I hear, oh shit. And everyone stops. And we hear it again, and I'm like, "This isn't just a neighborly knock; that's a cop knock." So I'm like, "Hang on, guys, I'll go, I'll go attend to this." So I leave my bedroom. Yeah. Bowl continues in rotation, you know, passing around. Yeah, you got sure to make sure. I go out. There are people in the living room drinking, not participating in the pot activities, and they're like, "What's going on?" I'm like, "I think there's a cop there," and I'm like, "Don't worry, I'm going to deal with it." They're like, "Okay." <laughs> I open the door, I step out, and I see six Tempe police officers, and they are in bulletproof vests. Oh my God! A couple of them have helmets on. Helmets? Yes, and these guys are really intimidating. SWAT? I don't know why they had fucking SWAT gear on. It was Jesus Christ, dude! I I mean, Arizona is a fucked up police state. Right. So, and remember, marijuana is a felony at this time and a cop steps towards me gets in my face inches from my face and goes i smell weed in there (laughs) and i just like listen and he's like did you hear what i said i smell weed in there and in my head i'm like this whole fucking floor smells like weed we're in college this is arizona state everyone in this fucking building is high yeah So I don't say anything, and he gets closer in my face. He's like literally in my face, crazy. And he goes, if you don't go get the weed that I smell, I'm gonna lock you in a jail cell with crystal meth addicts and chronic masturbators.
1: Holy shit.
0: And I'm like, okay. (laughs) So I like literally do like a 180, like I spin around, and I'm like, I'll be right back, officers. So I go inside. They let me go inside, yeah. which is so funny to me. Hey, at least they let you go inside. Yeah. This is this whole story is uh, is a symbol or, or or it just the theme of this is white privilege. Right. So I go back inside and my friends are, everyone's like, what did they want? What did they want? I'm like, don't worry. I'll take care of it. So I go into the room. I open the door. All the potheads are like, what's going on? Who's out there? I'm like, it's the cops. And they're like, what? And I'm like, uh, and they're like, I'm like, <clears throat> they are like, We, you know, they want the weed. So I'm like, I'm going to deal with this. They're like, okay. So I start collecting the weed and like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm going to go give them the weed. And then we could go to the bars. Yeah. And they're like, why? And I'm like, well, guys, honesty is the best policy.
1: Honesty is the best (laughs) policy.
0: (laughs) And all my stoner friends are like, what? (laughs) Why? Like, they're like so confused. And I'm like, just trust me. And they're like, no, let's just flush it down the toilet Let's and let's leave. Like we don't have to talk to the cops. And yeah. I'm like, no, honesty is the best policy. I say it again. So Jesus. I, go, I walk out of the hallway and I'm not kidding. I have a bag of pot with like this much weed in it. It's like nothing. It's like barely, you could barely. It's
1: a, it's a couple centimeters. You could
0: barely even pack another bowl with how much weed I had jesus so go back out there it's like a cough drop yeah i go back into the hallway i pass the living room all my friends are like what are you doing i'm like i'm gonna go give them this weed and they're like no 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 and i'm like guys i don't think you understand what i'm saying honesty is the best policy my dad taught me that okay (laughs) they're like your dad really told you that i'm like yes that's what that was preached in my house growing up honesty is the best policy and they're like okay they're like whatever you say noah so i open the door i pull up the back of pot and i go Hey, officers, sorry to make you come out tonight. This is my pot.
1: (laughs) (laughs) This is my pot.
0: I'm really sorry. Have a good night. So I do another 180, turn around to go back inside and immediately shoved into the door really hard and handcuffed and arrested. Oh, my God. Miranda writes being read to me. (laughs) I start hysterically crying. I'm like, what are you doing? And they're like, well, you just... Owned up to saying this was your pot. We're arresting you for a marijuana possession. I was like, seriously, you said if I didn't give you the pot, you were gonna lock me in a jail cell with crystal meth addicts and chronic masturbators. And they're like, Yeah, but you're not you get you owned up to it. Now we have to arrest you. And I'm like, I'm a good kid, please. Like I'm freaking yeah. out. I'm crying hysterically. And uh, you know, they're 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 walking me down this hallway, so it's me, and it's like Six cops behind me, and I'm handcuffed. Jesus. And they're walking me down the hallway, <clears throat> and they hit the down button on the elevator. Elevator door opens to, of course, 10 beautiful Arizona State women Oh, mwah. getting ready to go out. Of course. The door opens to just me hysterically crying. <laughs> the cops shove me into the elevator. They, like, make room into the elevator. So now it's me, two cops behind me, and then on the perimeter of this elevator are 10 asu girls and nobody is talking jesus like everyone it was funny because like when the doors open all the girls were like oh my god it's gonna be such a fun night and then they saw me and they're like "Who is that? this is so scary so you know so they shove me in there and i'm literally the only thing that can be heard in this elevator are my sniffles like me crying and the cop whispers in my ear the guy who arrested me he goes hey buddy look at it this way after all this you're gonna get so much pussy. Oh, and I look up at him and I'm like, I don't want pussy. I want to go home. Like I didn't do anything. You fucking set me up. Um, <laughs> so we get down to the we get down to the lobby. Door opens and it's just like chaos and debauchery of college kids. Like everyone stops talking. I'm shoved through this by two cops. Cop, the squad car pulls me up. And I'm like, what's gonna happen to me? And he's like, don't worry. Like, uh, in your report, I'll will write up a really good review of you. I'm like, review? This isn't Yelp. What are you talking about? <laughs> this isn't Yelp. I'm like, I'm getting arrested for a felony. And he was like, you're gonna be, we're gonna bring you downtown, you know, to a to a jail cell, and you'll be there for like two hours at most. And I'm like, okay. So he puts me in the squad car. I get sent down to the station. I got to do my mug shot, spread my ass cheeks. You know, they go up there and make sure I don't have any drugs in my ass. Yeah, yeah they're doing the whole deal. I'm still crying hysterically. Um, you know, they write me up, put me in a jail cell. Ironically, you know, I was not with uh, – or coincidentally, I, there was nobody in the jail cell. So the cop lied. Right. There, he n- promised me chronic masturbators, masturbators and crystal mathematics, addicts, and I had none. And I'm, you know, I'm sitting in jail just hysterically crying. Like, I'm just so, like, not just like, (laughs) like, wailing. I mean, you're 20 years old. I'm 21 years old. I'm like, my life's over. I am going to have a felony on my record. This is fucking nuts. Yeah. And I'm crying, there's a guy across the way in the jail cell, he was pulled over for uh, DUI, and he was like, what's going on, are you okay? And I'm like, no, my life's over. He's like, what happened? I'm like, I got arrested for marijuana possession. He's like, is this the first time this has ever happened? And I'm like, yeah, and he's like, so you don't have any like priors or anything? And I'm like, no. And he's like, dude, you'll be fine. This is my ninth DUI. (laughs) He's like, and I'm gonna be fine. I was like, okay, thanks for the advice DUI, man. (laughs) and um, kind of
1: gives you some hope a little bit
0: yeah and so like i basically like fell asleep in like crying like i literally woke up like at like 6 30 in the morning in my jail cell like crusty eyed you know and then and they let me go and then i was freaking out i was like i don't know what to do like this is going to be in, uh, an insane amount of money yeah and i also like i don't want to i didn't want to i did i didn't have any money like I, I mean, I, my parents, I was very lucky. Like they were putting me through college and I was like, if I fucking tell my parents this, they're going to fucking freak out. But if I don't tell them, I may, I may get fucked in the law yeah. by the law a lot harder. Like they might be able to help me.
1: Right. You want a good lawyer. Yeah. You need a good lawyer. And your lawyer. parents will probably connect you to a good lawyer. Yeah.
0: So like I talked to my brother and my sister and I was like, can you lend me some money? Because I really don't have to tell mom and dad, you know. And and people on the podcast have heard like this isn't the first time I've gotten in trouble. Like, yes, I've been I've put my parents through a lot, you know. Yeah. And this was kind of like the final in my eyes. This was the final straw. Like like they're they're gonna disown me at this point, right. you know. And my brother and sister, are like, of course we'll lend you the money, but we really think you should tell mom and dad. Yeah, they you should. Because if if you go through with this and you know, something bad happens to you, like you do end up with the felony or or you have to go to jail, whatever it is, yeah. they're gonna be fucking pissed that they didn't get the chance to help you. Of course. Even if they'll be mad at you. And they love you so yeah. much. So I'm like, okay, so I call my parents up and I'm like, guys, I got bad news. Um The other night, I was arrested for marijuana possession. Oh, my God. And my parents are just, like, so sad. And I start telling them the story. And at the point of the story, where the cops come, and I go out to the cops, and I say, and I'm tell, I telling my parents, I'm like, so I go out to the cops, and I give them the weed, and I say, this is my weed. And my dad goes, you told them. It was your weed weed yeah and i was like yeah and he's like why would the fuck would you do that like why didn't you just flush it down the toilet and i'm like because you always said honesty was the best policy <laughs> and he's just like no i never said that that was never said in this house he was like that's you you do that with us not with the cops and then uh you know and uh, long story let me make a long story short my parents end up getting me a great lawyer And, um, you know, I, I, the lawyer like was able to get me and this is how fucking shitty the legal system is. If you have enough money, you can get, you can get away with truly murder.
1: That is true.
0: And unfortunately, you know, people who look like me end up having the money and that's why the fucking, that's why this shit sucks. That's why it's unfair. And, and so like, I, I get a lawyer and the guy is able to like navigate behind the scenes, talk to the district attorney and like, you know, say like this kid, he's got no priors. Like he's just a college student, wrong place, wrong time. And, and ultimately he's able to get me into this diversion program, which basically all I had to do was be sober and pee clean for six months. And the felony would be expunged from my record and forever. Did,
1: and did you, were you able to stay clean for six months? So I
0: get into the diversion program. And what the diversion program is, is every day, my last six months of college, I had to be completely sober. Every And I would wake up every morning at 5 o'clock in the morning. And I would call this number. And there would be an automated voice message. And the message would say uh, a bunch of different colors. It would be like, today's colors testing are blue, magenta. Seafoam green. And what was your color? Mine was seafoam green. Of course, that's a good color, by the so way. So, if the automated message would say seafoam green, then I would have to go to downtown Phoenix, get completely naked. Ooh. Someone would watch me <laughs> take a piss, because I guess a lot of people would bring in like fake dicks. That makes sense. So, or like have like a mechanism like. <clears throat> wait, strapped so there it was
1: up. like a little, like a little. Yeah, this box. is hilarious.
0: So, there's one guy's job at this at this clinic. He basically. W- Would stand by a a window and the window all the window could see was like someone's dick in a urine hole
1: ah that's like this
0: whole this guy all day is just looking at dicks pissing in a urine hole that's like his whole job (laughs) what do you ever get to see this guy's face (laughs) yeah i look at him I, i i get and he's like oh it's noah and he well he never would wave at me but he would just watch my dick and make sure i wasn't you couldn't like hold your dick either you had well, to get you could completely. Hold your dick. You had to get. Yeah, I'll show you. You had to get completely. Thank you for showing me. I'm imagining you're this. Guy, you're the guy. So right, there's a window here. Okay, I'm looking. And I'm just peeing. Oh, then I'm carefully looking. And he's watching my dick. Ah. He's watching me pee. So I had to do that. You know what? That's not a bad job. For six months. Six completely months. Completely sober. No drinking. No drugs. Nothing. Completely wow, sober. Just looking like that. And I did it. I did it. Congratulations. I, I did it, and I got expunged from my record, and then I, 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 I. I you know, paid my parents back.
1: Moral of the story:
0: always lie to cops.
1: Always lie to cops. Always lie to cops. And, Not to get political. Well, no, seriously. And if you can help it,
0: cops. if you can help it, don't talk to them. There, don't you talk have, to them. You have no. Re- you never need to talk to a cop. Just,
1: that's well, first off. Holy if you're shit. under
0: arrest, you know, don't resist. Just, Obviously, that's a gray area, but but just be like, yo, get a lawyer and just sh- yeah, get a f- lawyer and say and don't that's don't fucking like talk my, to them. That's
1: kind of like my dream, actually. My my big thing is like, hopefully, one day I'm like in. Uh, uh, that interrogation room and I could just stay still and then ask for a lawyer. That'd be really cool.
0: But first off, amazing story. Really, I will say that was a really dark period of my life. Yes. But I'm almost happy it happened because I learned so much from that experience about myself and about the world, the legal system. It made me very anti-police. You know, again, like I was an idiot. I did this to myself. I owned up to... Having drugs on me when I didn't need to, like a lot of this was my fault. I'm not trying to blame the cops for my, for what I should be accountable you're, you're for. More,
1: you're morally, uh, you're not morally, but you are rather blaming kind of the the system.
0: But it was like it was eye opening that like everyone who I talked to was like, dude, you're fucked. You have a felony, and the lawyer, and like it was just so clear. Like if you could afford a fancy lawyer who could, who like knows people. You're gonna be fine, and most people can't do that.
1: I'm. I'm not gonna tell. T- uh, you're absolutely right. I'm not gonna tell you my. Yeah. Legal stuff because I never want to talk about it. Yeah. But you're absolutely. And it's right. fucking
0: sad. And it's like you shouldn't have to. Well, there's something it that shouldn't you, be a privilege. You shouldn't have to be privileged to to get just legal. There's
1: know? there's a couple of things that you did say in your story that kind of that made me think about a few things. Number one, I I love how you understand that you did have a lot of privilege here, which is great. The
0: fact that the cops let me go back into my apartment uh, unharassed is crazy. Uh,
1: There's one thing that you said that people that look like you, that have a lot of money, usually can get away with something like this. But also remember, even people that look like you, just on a general scale, there's a a book called The New New Jim Crow, which talks about this, where basically people of color will oftentimes even in even they commit like the same crimes as a person that's not of color they get sentencing same crime Way same everything shit. like times 10
0: and look like i didn't come from a ton of money you know we were like middle class but it was enough to get us through this like it like right thank god it's just crazy to
1: me a little centimeter of a little nug like that and you had the SWAT team all over. I know. I mean, I'm listen, I'm Arizona
0: is such a fucked up place. There's a lot of places like this. Like what, what's bothers me most is we weren't, this is the other thing about like going back to COVID of like people are all of a sudden bad people or immoral because they want to go to a bar and have a drink with their friends. Yes. Or we were, you know, we, you know, my life deserved to be over because I wanted to smoke a bowl in my own apartment. And was it hurting anybody? No, exactly. And, and, you know, we weren't doing like, you know, fentanyl or like something that could like kill us. Like it was, we were by ourselves having a good time, not hurting anybody, but like these cops felt like they needed to like ruin or attempt to ruin my life. You know, like it's so crazy. It's a, it's a great story. I mean, I still smoke pot, you know, yes. I, I still do. <laughs> um, but it definitely made me like, you know, it put it all into I, I perspective.
1: Think, I think not only perspective, probably about like how you're living your life, but understanding your own place in society Yeah, and how it affects others and how you can get like affected from others. And I think saying that you have this privilege means a lot. Totally. I mean, you're very, you're a very progressive individual. I mean, I think what I learned from you is when you kept on saying, like, unhoused. And to me, I was like, wow, Noah. Even those little statements means that you're always consistently checking yourself. And in that process, you're always making me check myself, which is good.
0: Well, yeah. I just think, like, anyone who's like, I'm not going to, like, the unhoused thing. Like, someone told me I said homeless once and someone said it's unhoused. The logic of being like, well, I'm not going to say what you want me to say. It's like, who fucking cares? This is what someone wants to be called. Well, there's two things. So who cares? One. Why is it a shot to your ego if you have to say something else?
1: I, I agree with this. There's this woman that I'll never forget. Her name is um, beep beep. beep. I, I don't know if this person ever wants to be ever named. But um, I was a senior in college mm-hmm. and I was in this round table with a bunch of people in this organization all people of color are talking about different things and as i'm i realize that i'm over talking like i'm becoming the person with the loudest voice and all of a sudden this girl stands up she looks at me and she goes jonathan shut the fuck up with your male privilege and let someone else speak and you have no idea i think about her Like every month Mm -hmm. just realizing at that moment I cannot believe that I wasn't checking myself in this moment to allow others to speak. Right. And it is because of her that now I've I've improved as a person. Like I get as you begin to improve yourself, people begin to compliment you and say, Hey, thanks for allowing Yeah this other person who's not having a voice to say something. Yeah, You probably saying, like I just mentioned, you just saying unhoused instead of homeless. Like I look at your behavior and I'm like, wow, Noah is a better person because he listened.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I will say, I don't, yes, but I don't think like doing these things makes you a good person or not a good person.
1: I think it just becomes makes you, how about this? It makes you more aware of your place in society. Sure. Absolutely. Does that I, help? No, that is one of the reasons. It makes, it, you makes it makes other people, of people comfortable.
0: Plenty of people say all the right things, but they're like murderers. Like Jeffrey Dahmer was probably a fun dude, right? Like who was probably pretty liberal. I mean, he was, you know, like, but he was eating people's heads off. So I don't know why I'm,
1: <laughs> I'm thinking about this person named Ani Copian, who I absolutely love, and I remember speaking a lot. And she goes, "Hey, I'm not finished yet." Yeah, oh, I love that. I'm like, okay, that makes sense.
0: Uh, yeah, I'll give you a, some time. A time I was called out that changed my life forever. Um. I was making love to a lady. This is before Sid, and uh, I may, I maybe, have talked about this, but we finished, yeah, or I finished, and then I like rolled over and like went to sleep, and she goes, "Hey, do you think sex is done when you come?" And I was like,
1: "What?" Mind blown. I was like,
0: "Wait, I never thought about it like that." (laughs) And then I like, you know, and then I went down on her and and then I'm, I'm like, up until that wow, point. you put
1: in the work. Well, up
0: until that point, I'm like, I don't think I've ever made a woman come before this. Usually I like to do the opposite. I like to do them first. and they Do come them first. And That's so that great.
1: way when I come, I can like not care anymore. But like
0: that, her saying that and her having the courage to say that, God bless her heart. But it changed my life forever and it changed every... Interaction that you have ever had with a woman, it changed every woman's life that I ever interacted with them. There's like because there's, now I know that, that those are the rules.
1: Those, the, the, see, that's like a perfect because I just didn't
0: know. That's the thing. I just, and and you know, maybe that's that's probably on me that I didn't know, it is on me, but I but I'm like, well, can someone fucking tell me because well, I want to change? This is
1: what I'll, oh, this is what I'll say. Yeah, one be careful of that mindset that I understand that you want to change, but it is no one's responsibility no. to tell you how to change. But two, when that happens, like understand how lucky and fortunate you are that someone called you out like
0: holy fucking shit. But it is like we need need to call people out and those people that are getting called out need to reach deep into their heart and say, you're right. I mean, luckily, let me work on this. It's a
1: little harder. Like, I, I, luckily, I have one of my best friends is conservative, and I'm very fortunate where I know how to like handle someone with opposing views. But talking about mind blowing, and then and then we can get to I want to talk about some stuff. Which yeah. Is yeah, cool. yeah. Um, this. W- I, I don't, hopefully you know that I'm not like trying to like top you or no, anything like no. This
0: is what a conversation. is.
1: Um, but <laughs> um, you know, like, I just w- when my I was talking to my sister Caitlin. Um, I'm not going to bleep that out because I love her and she's okay with this. But we were talking about my other sister, Mackenzie. And Mackenzie is all about sports. So she plays soccer. She's always out there. She's always running. So she wears, like, shorts and tank tops wherever she goes. And my sister, Caitlin, she begins talking. and She's like, Jonathan, you know, Mackenzie always wears these tank tops and always wears these short shorts. She's such a, and at that moment, I thought my sister Caitlin was about to say, she's such a whore. That's my my subconscious inclination. But instead, my sister said, she's such a courageous woman. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I took a stand back and I was like, holy fucking shit. And then my sister Caitlin goes, you know, I wouldn't be able to do that. And like my mind like, I was like, whoa, Jonathan, why the fuck was I about to call my sister a whore? That's number well, one. I don't think you were
0: calling her. You thought she was going to call her that. Right, but yeah. it's still
1: like the subconscious. Yeah, that you would think subconscious. That's, that's of course that's, what she would that's think. That's the fucking first thing that I thought about. Yeah. Like, I cannot believe it. Yeah. And then number two, I'm like, whoa, my sister's absolutely right. That when she, That my fucking sister, when she walks outside and she's wearing short shorts and tank tops, that's just who she is. Yeah. You know she's she's a soccer she's player. not trying she, to be anything she's she just being out. who she is right she doesn't and yet for some reason my sister says she's a courageous woman because guess what you know what they probably do to my sister a lot of the moments that i've heard from my sister's stories is they she gets sexualized totally often yeah. i remember i was dating this fucking woman the the, the six years that i love so much back in the day and one i think the first month She was walking towards me and then she had, she like just, she was walking through a crowd of people. We met up and suddenly she like stopped and she's like, oh my God. And then she walked closer to me and I'm like, what's going on? And she goes, someone just touched my ass and squeezed it. And I'm like, who the fuck did that? It's like these, you forget sometimes that as a man who's just walking around, Mm -hmm. we, I rarely, Like, I don't have to be afraid of that. No, you never do. There's a woman on TikTok called Side of Sarah. She's cool, and she travels everywhere. And she had this one post I remember about how when she goes travels, it's, like, hard for her to, you know, go out there and often meet new people to travel on these expeditions. Right. And I, as a person that's very extroverted, who interacts with strangers all the time, just responded, oh, you could just ask strangers. And a lot of people... Will definitely open your doors and help you out. And she responded with, "Jonathan, I am a woman. Think about that. Again, like, oh my god, like, mine. Women are amazing.
0: They really are. Like, they go through the, a the, lot. They go through so much, and and we put so much of them and expect them to call us out. And it's like, you know, it's like you're we're asking the. The abused, or I'm not using the right terminology, the victims, the victims do <laughs> also be leaders. Yeah, <laughs> it's all—it's so unfair, and I'm so grateful when they can be. But I think it is even more of a reason on us to be as self-aware as we possibly can be and be open to being critiqued and not being defend. Don't be defensive when someone is critiquing you or trying to give you advice or a different way of thinking about it.
1: It's like it's a—it's a big balance between. How do I make sure that I'm checking myself, but also I'm not being someone that is completely always passive? If that makes totally, sense.
0: totally. Let's Cucking. talk about a bad man, though. Oh, Should yeah, we talk yeah. shit about a bad man.
1: Yeah, I don't. I was about to talk about how like my ex girlfriend got followed by somebody, but we're not going to do
0: that. We anymore. could do that next episode. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus Christ, this is, Grant's <laughs> not a bad man. He's just fun to make fun of. He's just okay. So there's this. We guy, don't know that he's a bad. I man. I don't
1: know what's up with us, but there's this guy, Grant Cardone. He's a billionaire. <laughs> so and he says for some reason ever since we started talking about him i don't know what the algorithm i don't know what the fuck is going on but i keep on getting ads after ads about ad like he'll stand up like <laughs> i remember this one ad he comes up and he has like a hundred thousand dollars he's like hey do you want this <laughs> i'm in my 50s and i've learned so much you can get it too join my course i checked the course it's like a thousand dollars you took it No, I'm not going to give him $1,000. He's a billionaire. He should give it away for free.
0: It really is crazy. A billionaire is making people – it's like, oh, that's how he became a billionaire.
1: It's like, hey, you want to become a billionaire? Give me $10,000. I'm going
0: to tell you exactly how to become a billionaire. Yeah, and you give me $10,000, and you give me $10,000, and you You give give me $10,000. And in 10 months, I will hold this course (laughs) when I am a billionaire, and I will tell you how I became a billionaire.
1: Man, we should – I'm telling you. We should make a course, thebottleclub.com forward slash course, teaching people – How to make a lot of money.
0: Yeah, how to be better men.
1: Yeah, how to be better men. This is
0: starting to turn to a men's rights (laughs) podcast.
1: For $3,000, you can learn how to be a better man and take care of women.
0: It is so easy to be a good man. It's just don't, like, be a bad man.
1: (laughs) I don't know. It's it's, it's sometimes hard. Okay, so this ad got popped up to me, and I just felt like showing you. So basically, he starts off in his private airplane. Okay. And he's like... (laughs) hey do you want this life that's yeah. how the first well first off he his daughter's playing in the background but i don't want to use her so we're not going to yeah, show the clip yeah, of the yeah. daughter but he's like look at my kids playing around in the private jet do you want this private jet so i'll just show you and then don't worry crew i'm going to put this on the thing how do you oh this is how you press play
0: i don't even know how. you don't know i, how to use I don't it, know huh? how to, Okay. so here we go whatever they want in life and then other people like it's just so hard My entire first 45 years of my life was like so rough, so hard, so many ups and downs, so many disappointments, so many discouragements, so many new years came around where I'm like, man, I want this year to be better than ever. But down deep, I'm like, it's probably not gonna be any different than it was last year.
1: My name's Grant Cardone. If you don't know who I am, man, I turned my life around years ago. I've turned it into something
0: super special. And I wanna share with you, the four things that I have done in my life in a short training that's free at the link below, I'm going to share with you four things when you add these to your life in 2022, I guarantee you, okay? 100% guarantee that you will have the best year you've ever had. It's completely free. Join me. Bring your spouse, your lover, your friend, your partner. I'll see you there.
1: Your spouse, your loved one, I'll see you there, and I guarantee I think, a better life.
0: I think in 2022, Yeah. this year, Yeah. this is for the crew. Anyone who looks at you and says, I 100% guarantee whatever they're about to say is bullshit. Yeah, yeah. It's fucking bullshit. Do not trust that person. The- Nobody can guarantee you anything. And if they're trying to sell you something, they're even more full of shit. And bro, those four things, they're not free, bro. Yeah, It's like four bullet
1: points. And then I, again, it, it the funnel brings me to a course and the course is like a thousand dollars i dude. guess I
0: my biggest problem with this like hustle culture billionaire culture is he wants
1: his your we, wife we, and we, your kids to all join the course too for well that too
0: and yeah. we've we talked about this like last week sometimes your life is good the yeah, way it is sometimes you don't why you why is that life so much better than someone who lives in a two-bedroom apartment can pay for everything they need, can do everything, they have enough money for everything they need. Look, I get it if you're like completely destitute and you wanna get out of that. That's one thing. But if you're middle class- And you're, how about
1: this? I think it's all about like, are you comfortable and are you happy?
0: Yeah. Because I think we
1: live, United States of America is all about this capitalistic mindset where it's more, 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 more. And I think when you see someone like an influencer like Grant Cardone, because that's what billionaires are nowadays, influencers, they're just like, influencers yeah. on social media, they go, this is what you can have. And it creates this sort of FOMO. And then that capitalistic keeping up with the Joneses, it's fucking sick triggers you in your head. And you go, I also need to live a life where there's Lamborghinis, where there's private jets, where there's, I can go on vacation whenever I want, where money equals freedom. And oftentimes what you find out is in that pursuit of that, you become unhappy yeah because that grind can be way too much i think about this did you often. watch don't look up
0: yes like what he says at, i mean can i say a spoiler or yeah no one gives okay a fuck. i really if you haven't watched it yet, you should watch it don't look up on netflix at the end Leonardo dicaprio like the comet is coming yeah they're gonna die and they're sitting around the table and he looks at his family and his friends and he says wow we really had everything we needed didn't we such a beautiful and I'm like I've been thinking about that all the time I'm like in my apartment like do I have the do I live in a house no do am I a billionaire no but like you know I got everything I need and that's really special to me And and I and I and I and I have the chance to fight for more if I want it but I don't. But I don't think I should look at my life and being like I have everything I need. I need more because of that.
1: I think the big lesson here is because I was complaining about my height with my siblings, and I think <laughs> I love that. Yeah, my brother said something. Never stops, does it? No, my brother said something so beautiful, and I, I think it, I think this the, the, what he said pertains to this. It's hey, practice gratitude, and when you practice gratitude, you'll realize that what you have can be enough.
0: Yeah. And I think when you Wow, Jesus Christ, dude. And I also think like fuck when, yes, and, dude. When you're in a when you're living in gratefulness and abundance in what you have, you will get more. Because when you're open up to how good things are right now, you're opening yourself up to more opportunity. Does that make sense? That
1: makes a lesson. So I have this uh affirmation that I that I started last in like last year like November. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to read it right now. I have the leg bend down. It says through hard work and preparation, you will see that money and influences. Sorry. Through hard work and I can't see it. Okay, there we go. Through hard work and preparation, you will see that money and influence flows easily within me. Yeah. And that affirmation to me means so much because one, it, it requires me to work, right? But two, it requires me to again be grateful for what i have accomplished and what i have see
0: my biggest flaw with someone like this sorry did i cut you off no 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 you're good my biggest flaw with someone like this is he's already talking about the results yeah he's so much more focused on being a billionaire than the process to becoming a billionaire I want, I'd be open to being more, but let's be, let's talk about the process. I'm always talking about process, right. It's all about process. It's about the work, the preparation. That's what your focus is always on. Always needs to be that. It is never about the, the, the result.
1: Bro, have you heard, so I'm reading this book called Atomic Habits right yeah. now. I think it's by James Surley, whatever the fuck, Atomic Habits. Yeah. And he says, stop thinking about the goals. Stop thinking about what the result's going to be. Rather think of this one thing does this action does this habit help me become the person i want to be yeah so it, again it's like is the process that i am doing right now help me become the person that i want to be yeah mind i fucking love that
0: i love that Let, so let's this, end with this
1: robot though i want to end
0: with this robot or what do you want to end with yeah let's end with this robot i was pulling it up right now so this i mean this kind of this dovetails into our, our the, the point I was making about like our thing. Can things just be enough? Because it's like we're finding like we're not even enough as workers as humans. Yeah. We're now going full automation. We are literally, we're our capitalist capitalism brains are are like such such disease that we want to make robots to replace hardworking people. Right so those people can have a job so look so there there's this robot that's being created yeah the robot gets i see it, it like it's offended when when a when a scientist puts their finger in, in their face like it's like get the fuck out of my face this is already happening look at this look how real that robot looks whoa whoa holy shit that's so scary what the fuck why Get out of my face. That robot's like, I don't want a fucking finger in my face. I will rip your arm off. Oh my god, oh my god. Wait, wait, wait.
1: I have a question. Are they why 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 is this happening? Is it so AI?
0: Yeah, it's AI. They're making these robots and it's They're like,
1: learning that they don't want they Oh my
0: god. But this is what I don't understand. Like scientists are so smart, but this is why like but there's nothing they won't touch. Like why can't we keep our hands off of this? Do you want to look at it again?
1: No, no, no. I got it. Holy shit.
0: Like why like, do you not see how dangerous this is? So
1: dangerous. Like,
0: can we put it back in the fucking box? Like, I just don't, I don't understand. Like, don't well, you see the, the risk? I do see the benefits of some things like this. We but. can
1: definitely talk about that later because right now, actually, you're going to hate me. I'm working with a client. Okay. And we are actually doubling down on like creating content for the metaverse and AI. And I definitely hear you how scary this can be and putting it back in the box. But at the same time, um, there's a lot of money to be made. There is a lot of money,
0: but but that's but I, I guess I'm just like, but do we need that much more money? Do we do we really need it? I like
1: I don't think the I don't think the, the question is like do that we, that
0: fucking robot is going to replace thirty million truck drivers? Right. So here's the thing: thirty million truck drivers won't have a job, and they won't be able to get a new job because they've been doing that job for twenty years.
1: Right. So I think the question is not really like. Do we need more money? I think the question then becomes: Is do we need this extra efficiency? Yeah. Do we need to be can, that efficient? Right. That can destroy communities. Yeah.
0: That you you won't be able to get a job. Why do I need a good job? Just hire a robot. I don't know.
1: Unless there's a unless there's a way to balance it. I guess. I mean, this this is a whole other topic altogether, which I have a ton a ton of opinions on that we can.
0: We should get into it next week. I think automation is a big, a big conversation.
1: Yeah, because I, it's a, it's a big balance. Remember I am working on it and I see like the benefits only because I am getting paid. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. Facebook metaverse.
0: No, let's Um, talk about it. Let's talk about it. Oh, it's so much fun. Yeah.
1: It's so much fun. But anyway, y'all, that is the episode. Don't forget to subscribe. if You're watching this on YouTube. We're putting out a lot of clips soon. We're going to be grinding out. I'm fucking excited. Um, don't forget the discord works now. It's beautiful. Holy shit, it is a beautiful. Um, and where can uh, we, they find us, y'all?
0: The Bottle Club, first and foremost, on all platforms. Yes. And yes. you could follow me uh, on all platforms at Noah Built The Ark.
1: Noah Built The Ark. And then you can follow me on Jonathan Garano. I love y'all. LUV. Peace.